Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, what's happening in San Diego? And welcome into Gwen and Chris. It is a Wednesday. We are very happy to be with you for the next four hours. Chris Ello broadcasting today from, uh, well, well, it doesn't get a whole lot more beautiful than this. Laramie, Wyoming. Yeah, don't you wish you were me? Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, together in the Odyssey Palace Studios. A lot going on on this Wednesday. We're going to get to all of it for you. we got a good show lined up. We've turned the corner, guys, and uh, we're on the back half of this week, which means the National Football League playoffs yeah. are just a few days away. We're going to uh, take a deep dive into uh, the first-round wildcard playoff matchups, which start on Saturday. We'll do that about a half an hour from right now. And, uh, of course, we're not going to forget baseballer old friend Scott Miller from the New York Times is going to be on the program today. been a while since we've caught up with Scott. And uh, talk about some of these rumors I'm hearing about with Hassan Kim and uh, whether or not the Padres uh, make, uh, make a trade there and uh, try to uh, pile up some more assets heading into the season. Uh, I want to say that both you guys did a uh, phenomenal job on the interview yesterday with Michael King. Really enjoyed getting a chance to meet him on our program, and uh, it's good to be with you guys, even though I'm not with you guys. Yes, always good to be with you, Chris. I I, I will push back on um, it being a perfectly done interview. There was uh, one question that was brought into question uh, oh, by, really? by our brethren in the morning, uh, Ben Higgins. What happened there? Ben Higgins uh, definitely did not like my, the, King, <laughs> the Michael King question of him being the centerpiece of the of the trade and making him uh, have to pull the the humble card on us there. It's gravy. Uh, yeah. Now, how did Ben Higgins? Well, how did he? How did he address? Uh, how did he? Uh, how <laughs> I mean, did Ben Higgins address I did, this? I did not know we were going in this direction <laughs> at all. So I would have pulled the audio, but I, I uh, asked Adam, and he said it wasn't anything it wasn't, big. No, it was. But it was it like wasn't. the sentiment that Michael King might be considered the 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 the, the um, centerpiece of the trade. And he, I don't know. I, I My, asked the question Michael because King, I wanted to know what it's like because I'll never get to be that Michael guy. King played good teammate in this one, he right? Did, he but did. What was I don't I don't see what what did Ben Higgins think was wrong with the question? And I, mean, I if, and I if think, there was a centerpiece to this trade, it would have to be Michael King. What I mean, who was it? Kyle Higashioka? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it was Michael in, King. In Ben's defense, I don't think he really actually took issue with the question. I think he was he okay. was really play, playfully poking fun at the question but i think it was the way michael king answered the question right it was uh it was one of those deals where he wasn't comfortable 
saying he was the centerpiece of the of the ah, deal. And so well, the welcome way... to our <laughs> welcome to our world, Michael King. We get questions from Scraby, and we're uncomfortable every day, all day long. But uh, it was it was nice to to hear from Michael King. It was the the first opportunity, at least I've had to hear from him. And the one thing that that stuck with me um, was you know really the guys that that he's looking to kind of pattern his his game after and uh it was just interesting to get to know him a little bit i'll tell you one thing that i really enjoyed was what he's what he had to say about the other uh, pitchers that are coming with him in the trade yeah i mean he he himself was you know saying look i mean brito and vasquez these guys can pitch and he said although he hasn't seen uh the minor leaguer uh thorpe he says, you know, from everything he hears, this guy's incredible. So, you know, I was really happy to hear that. I mean, we, we, a lot of us think in this trade that, you know, Juan Soto left and the Padres got, you know, maybe Michael King and then a bunch of minor leaguers. You know, if Michael King is right, the Padres might end up getting a, a whale of a haul here in this trade. And I, I, I sure hope he's right. A lot of people believe the Padres got a heck of a haul in this deal. And yeah, yeah. I, I think it will all really turn on. Um, because it it sounds like uh, Thorpe at the who's the youngest of the uh, of the guys who came over in that deal is a little bit a ways away, but it sounds like he's a dude. But I think we'll, we'll turn this this uh, Padre Yankee trade into the Padres' favor quickly is the emergence of, of Vasquez and Brito. How fast they come along and what yeah. roles they're they're actually playing, right? Because it sounds like they're going to get an op- given be given an opportunity to start. And if they come out and they are successful in year one, um, yeah, that puts the Padres a, a well ahead of the curve in terms of, of the deal and how it's going to work out, especially when you consider Juan Soto has not signed an extension, at least at this point, with the Yankees. So as of now... He's a he's a one year rental until otherwise uh, notified. All right, now that we've got that out of the way, maybe we have an issue on our hands though, Tony. And you and I better talk about this. And on the air, is any good place is any to talk about it? Well, it's about to happen. I don't know. I'm well, scared. Ben Higgins pointed out that maybe Michael King was a little uncomfortable with the question put yeah. forth to him by Matt Scraby. I'm going through the audio now, right now. Now that I th- now that I think about it. And I go back to the question and the way it was answered by Michael King. He did seem a little <laughs> he bit did. not he was not put off. No. He was just uncomfortable. He definitely was so uncomfortable. So has the so has the time come, Tony, for you and I to have to have Mr. Scraby Submit his questions to us before he go on and do an interview. Uh, number one, I did do that. I think, see, he he submitted his questions to the, the powers that be. Craig Huger, okay. who's, who's one of the, the Padres media guys. Michael King uh, certainly wanted to come on here and leave a good impression. However, me and you may now have to to fact to to check Scraby's questions. We have to double check because no, Michael time. King was Michael King. It's funny you since we're going back over it. It's playing through my head. I could see him squirming as the question was asked because he, <laughs> he he definitely squirming? he definitely was very uncomfortable being the center. Okay, case. <laughs> we're gonna. Get, I, I gotta go pull this whole thing now so that we can hear the question. Hear Ben Higgins. This is gonna have to. I'm gonna work on this. 
right, nonetheless, well, uh, it was a good interview yesterday. Good catching up with me. It was. It, it was, Scraby. And don't don't take this too hard and don't no, take not. it to heart. No, it was. We're, a, we're messing. It was. It was. Uh, there. I think they were all good questions, and it was a it was a fun interview is to there, listen to. Is there anything to it that maybe maybe Mr. Scraby was a little nervous to interview the centerpiece of a trade? Not the Scraby I know. The Scraby I know was was irritated that people were giving him too much love after his first show because because <laughs> you know what he's done this before so i don't know that's gravy that's super nervous i was a little nervous you were a little bit I mean, don't you get a little nervous too like i mean it's it's still talking to a high profile person in public <laughs> i don't know I, I i finally have think i've gotten on the other side it, for about, i haven't done enough of these for yet about to do three that. four years i was nervous every time i did anything with a camera or a mic in my face but i kind of kind of worked through those yeah. things it was I, don't, I don't you certainly didn't sound nervous you sounded fine so thank let, you let, that's the bottom well line once on i that. get going you know it's fine I have to get warmed yeah. up uh when i get stuck in the middle of a question is when i start to panic a little bit <laughs> but i don't think that happened yesterday <laughs> it so it did. Yeah, you, have to, you have to power through you have to power through. All right. Uh, big news last night, of course, was that uh, amazing play, as I tweeted out after the game, by my pal, Jay, Jay Powell. Yeah. What a block shot that was, guys, to seal the Aztecs' victory over San Jose State, 81-78. to We can talk... We can talk about whether this is a good win or not a good win or whether they struggled more than they should have, but I just want to focus on that one play for now, Tony. It was... It was an NBA-level play. I mean, it was as good a block shot as you're ever going to see considering where he was yeah. when the bounce pass was made. Jay Powell was still out at the free-throw line. He was at the yeah. end. And he made a, a recovery and then a, an amazing leap, perfect timing, and wiped that ball off the glass and saved the day. It was, I, I mean, I jumped out of my, my seat, man. It was a great play to win the game. He is the main reason why in today's basketball era, you you just, it's hard to be short. You know, like the length in, in, that Jay Powell displayed, because he was beat badly on that back door. And as you, we talked about before, he took one step and was at the backboard. And it wasn't like he got it with his fingertips. I mean, he like slapped this ball backboard with like a whole hand. And yeah. it, it, was, it was remarkable to me only because of how bad he was beat on that. On that well, I don't even know if it was like a short backdoor, but the big man got away from him. And I mean, he ate up that space so quickly, saved the game for, for the Aztecs. That was a beautiful, beautiful play, and uh, and I thought it was a really good win for the Aztecs. It was. I think if people, I think if people look at the final score and they say, "Well, they only beat a lousy team by three points," first of all, San Jose State's not, not a lousy team. No. Uh, secondly, they didn't play lousy; they played uh, beyond probably their capabilities last night. They were hitting three point bank shots, yeah. driving three point plays. They were driving and kicking. They were finishing at the rim. Uh, San Jose State, I, I thought, played about as well as you they, know you could expect the team to play. Per- they played their perfect game. They played their A game last night. They time. did. They played the perfect game, the kind of game you see when a ranked team gets upset. That's exactly the kind of game you see. Yeah. The only thing is, the Aztecs didn't get upset. No, they, they still didn't. beat them. They still beat them. And, and I think for that, it's a great win by the Aztecs. You can't say enough about Jaden Ladee. They had absolutely no answer for him, obviously. None. 31 points, 10 rebounds, but the most amazing statistic of all, Tony, he drew not five fouls, not 10, 
15 fouls yeah. were called on San Jose State trying to defend this guy. He shot 19 free throws. He made 15 of them. I, he, you know, he had a tour de force game. But all in all, this is a gut check, and it was a gut check that the Aztecs answered with flying colors as far as I was concerned. Yeah, no, I, I, I think my man on the broadcast said it best yesterday. Ladie is like, or at least last night's game, and really pretty much the whole year, is like the one kid in the Little League on the Little League team that's yeah. <laughs> way bigger, already developed than everybody else. That's what he looked like in the post yesterday. He just, I mean, the one poor guy, he backed him down twice. He was under the basket. All my man could do was just wrap his arms around him, and he still got the end one bucket and the free throw. Um, yeah. it, it, it was He was on display, but I, as, I think you put it perfectly. The, the, the San Jose State played their best game, and they lost still. The, Aztec took, the Aztecs took all the punches that the San Jose State had to offer, tapped their chin out there, and, and found a way to win on the road in the Mountain West. And the thing I, I was encouraged listening to that game yesterday, watching that game, was listening to the broadcasters talk about how deep and how good the Mountain West is, that they're talking about it in the way they did yesterday. And you just hope that it that, that continues through the rest of the, the season. Well, how deep is it? I mean, uh, you got five teams in the top 40 of the net rankings, and one of the teams that isn't in that group, Boise State, blew out Colorado State last night. Yeah. So that's how good the conference is. UNLV blew out New Mexico last night, and uh, UNLV is not a top 40 team. And we saw just how good San Jose State can be. It is a great conference. And the other thing that made me really doubly excited for the Aztecs to win last night was we saw, and this is something I pointed out last week, teams don't win on the road in NCAA basketball. And if you don't believe me, just ask Purdue and Houston, who both went on the road last night and both got beat. Um. I would love to keep talking about the Aztecs, but we're going to have to, me and you, Chris, are going to have to to cipher through what Scraby is handing me right now. Um, I'm not. This is breaking news from 97.3 The Fan. Scraby is really going out on, on this limb for me right now. According Wait, to. Wait, how am I going out on the limb? Because you hit the breaking news report. I, I, I'm I seeing that this is, this is it's true. It's the real deal. It's the real deal. Apparently. Nick Saban is retiring. Yeah. What? Now, yeah. He, he uh, just five minutes ago, Chris Lowe of ESPN tweeted Saban just informed his team that he is retiring. He won six national titles at Alabama. It has not hit the ESPN app yet. I know, but I'm looking But it just hit my Bleacher oh, Report okay, app. Okay, good. Okay. Nick Saban is retiring, according to Bleacher Report. That is uh that falls in line with a bunch of surprising things today uh nick saban goes on the same day pete carroll is also let go or moves into the front office i should say right i didn't see that one coming either i certainly didn't see nick saban come i mean he was he didn't seem like he was anywhere like suggesting he may retire but if indeed this is happening uh this is a huge huge story in college college football Scraby, I think you got to break out the uh, 
the crying emoji Chris Ello sounder for this. I mean, this is uh, this is that heartbreaking to me. I One wanted to congratulate all- my favorite no. college football coach, Nick Saban. <laughs> Not that oh. one. Oh, Chris just found out that Nick Saban's retiring. Name oh. and logo. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm heartbroken. Yeah, who am I gonna make? Who am I gonna pick on next year? Wow, Nick Saban decides to. Yeah. He's had enough. That's weird. Hang it up. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's yeah. got enough money; he can do nothing for the rest of his life and be okay. Well, who? As long as he doesn't, as long as he doesn't retire and then pop up in the NFL next season and pull one of those things, <laughs> that would really make you so one Miami of his. Dol- that make a, you his number one fan. It's a right Miami there. Dolphin fan right here talking, and he did the Dolphin story. I would love yes, to know did. who the names are who want to take this job. At this point. Oh, gosh. Can you that, imagine? It's got to be Bill uh, O'Brien. And, and so now, I mean, if, if Jim Harbaugh leaves, as is, seems like is the way it's going, you will have two of the premier college football jobs online, ready to roll. Yeah. How about that? Man. All right. All right. Well, we'll take a minute to digest all of this and uh, step aside for a second. But when we come back, a little bit more on the uh, breaking news that Nick Saban is going to step away and retire as head coach at Alabama. More on the Aztecs' great win last night as well. Scott Miller talking baseball later on. NFL playoff preview at the bottom of this hour. Jam-packed, Gwen and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I've always said that if you're thinking about retirement, you're probably already retired. I'm not there yet. That was Nick Saban in November. Two months later, he was thinking about it. So he's there. Looks like uh, yeah. Nick Saban out as not out, I should say, retiring. Out makes it seem like they fired him. He they didn't fire him. 
Yeah. So um, you know what? One thing we should have learned in the past is never believe anything Nick Saban says. I mean, and that's one of the reasons I've never been such a big fan. I mean, he was going to coach the Miami Dolphins forever and ever and ever until one day he just walked out and took the job at Alabama. And he did the same to LSU when he left them. So, uh, you know, that's not shocking to me um, that he would uh, say what he said in November because he was obviously had to be thinking about it then. It's hard to believe that he just woke up, you know, yesterday and decided, uh, you know what, I think I'm going to gonna pack it in. And, you know, I, this sounds very scraby-like to say this, but I really, I mean, the Patriots job's about to come open. I, It just would not be out of the realm for me to see Nick Saban, you know, do one of these things where he pops up again. I, I you know, I don't know. You know what, I, I'm thinking back to his last press conference after they lost to, to Michigan and thinking about some of the words that I heard him use which don't see it, it at the time I, I my my eyebrows kind of went up you know him talk after a loss usually Nick Saban isn't like the most chipper dude that that they interview but he, he seemed to be speaking from almost like a 20,000 foot view as he was talking about that game I think he said he, this is the proudest he's ever been uh, of a team that started where they were, said it didn't. It didn't seem like it phased him as much as the other playoff losses that Alabama, the few that they've, uh, uh, you know, been able to to have over that tenure. And it, you know, now hearing him retirement, it all it kind of makes sense now. It, it seemed as though he kind of was coming to to grips with it in that press conference as he was speaking so positively after a loss. I just don't know Nick Saban. To do that, he usually is quite perturbed. Um, and even when he was pointing out some of the flaws, like, you know, he said they, they shot themselves in the foot because they didn't execute a certain time. It wasn't with the same, like, vigor that it usually was. It was much more like he had he was coming to grips with something, and it seems like it's retirement. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I will grant you that, that in the lead here is the fact that he'll stay retired. But I don't think you can take him resurfacing again off the board entirely yet. Yeah, I think you're just jaded because the Dolphins I think so got I left am. at the altar a little bit. All right. Uh, the All right. the yeah. other we'll see. The other the, the other question though is is who is going to replace him? And you mentioned Vrabel. I see his name come up as you know he's an Ohio State guy. Um, Debo. Or Samuel? Da- yeah, no, <laughs> no, Dabo. Excuse me, Dabo uh, is an Alabama guy. Played there. Yes, now he is. maybe the yes, shine is. is a little bit not as shiny as it was a few years ago, but seems like a a a, a guy that you could plug it. He, he's won at a high level before. How about Dion? Oh. Was that too much of a disaster the second half of the Colorado season to consider him? I don't know that he wants that smoke either i think he might be kind of happy where he is in in colorado at this point because you know, this yeah. the, the thing that comes along with uh, but just think that the players he could get at alabama oh, oh my gosh. goodness yeah no there's no doubt about that no doubt about it uh so we'll, we'll we'll entertain uh the the whole alabama thing a little bit as we go on in the show uh we do have an nfl kind of playoff segment for you coming up here next but uh i want to go back to this mailbag that dennis lynn wrote and one of the the things that came up in that mailbag was the possibility of having to trade Ha Sung Kim. And um, I know 
there might be a riot here in San Diego if the Padres do ship them or were to ship them. I also know that it seems like on your way to, to opening day in Korea that might not be a guy you want to trade considering, you know, it's kind of a, a big draw. But when you look at the Padres, they have some holes to fill. He's probably the guy outside of, you know, Bogey, Manny, Toddy that has the most value. There's no question. There's no question about that, Tony. I agree with you 100%. I would not revolt if they traded Hassan Kim. <laughs> I, 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 don't get me wrong. I don't dislike Hassan Kim as a player. I'm not as enamored with him as everybody else is. I think he had a career year last year, and I think you have to ask yourself, is he going to have another career yeah. year, yeah. or was that the career year? Because, you know, Hassan Kim last year was – far superior to the other Hassan Kim that we saw. And I think most people kind of feel, well, he finally caught up to the fastball. Now he's figured it all out. He's valuable because he plays a lot of positions and he plays them all at a gold glove level. So he is something that other teams would be very interested in. But he's, you know, he's 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 a lot of different things. He's a switch, uh, Swiss, I always want to say switchblade army knife, and that's just not <laughs> right. He's a Swiss Army knife. That is Swiss blade Army knife. Yeah, he's not that. But but he's got a lot of he's got a lot of options. The problem is he's still only one guy. You can only put in the lineup. So, you know, if the Padres could get a package, I think they really need to listen. I think Dennis Lynn's onto something. Yeah, here, listen. So. First, if if we can remove our our fan hat for a second, I think you're spot on. Um, Tasong had his best season in the big leagues last year. Um, and as you mentioned, he, he started catching up to the fastball. That was the that's the difference in the two years that he had. He's improved every single year, but he didn't make a jump like he made last year. He finished the year hitting two sixty on base of three fifty one, OPS of seven forty nine. That's uh, almost fifty points higher. It's forty one points higher than what his career regular season had been. And you know, you, you look at the numbers, you, you do have to kind of wonder. Is that is that the ceiling? Is there more? Is there more in there? I mean, Hasong ended with what twenty three twenty three doubles, seventeen homers. Is is he a twenty five guy? Do you think he's a guy? I, I, no, I don't think so. So yeah. I don't either. A lot of teams, a lot of organizations have uh, have had a lot of you know less than stellar seasons through the years because they fall in love with it or get enamored with a single player. And I don't think A.J. Preller is the type to do that. No. I, I don't think that, you know, if the it, right package were to be made available, you know, I don't think our love for Hassan Kim would be enough to keep him from pulling no, the trigger. No, I, if, if, if A.J. Preller's love for Juan Soto wasn't enough to keep him, I can right. promise you everybody else's, it, it won't be as hard. Some of the questions on the chat, I think, are good. Uh, why would you trade him when Manny's going to miss the first half of the year? And so we haven't been able to flush this out enough, but that is one of the reasons why you wouldn't, right? Um, Manny's not guaranteed to be back by open today. As a matter of fact, it's predicted he won't be back until May. Uh, now, I did see some reports that there's some hope that maybe it's a little bit earlier, but um, that is a reason why you won't. Um, but... I think it's something as you look at the what two outfield spots, if you're you know not counting Sugar as your center fielder, two outfield spots, two uh, uh, maybe another rotation depth piece 
Um, am I missing anybody? Am I missing other spots here? Well, DH. DH. You know, or, 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 with Kim having to move over, you assume. Jake having to play probably second base a lot more. Who's playing least, first now. Who's playing first. So that's going to have to be a DH first baseman. It's going to have to be a draft. There's it, so many more questions than I would like at this point in the year. It's early. Yeah, there are. Still, I mean, but it's not there, early. But, but there's plenty of time, time to answer yes. all of them. It's just a matter of how you want to go about it. And I think that this Hassan King is an intriguing thing because, you know, when Here. you read his batting average to me, Tony, yeah. I thought that was that was a mistake. You said 260. Yeah. He seemed like he hit 320 last year. <laughs> he did. He cooled down. He really did. So, you know, I think that he comes off as a guy that was a whole lot better than he was. Don't get me wrong. I like him. I really like him. But I just I like having these other spots filled more than I like having Hassan Kim. The other so, thing that I think we haven't mentioned yet is Hassan Kim is a free agent after yes, this year. Good thing and, to uh, mention. Uh, uh, and if you do think that that isn't his ceiling and he can go higher and he can have a better year, are you going to be able to pay him the following year, whatever free agency? Because quite frankly, you know, it didn't look like it maybe in year one. But year two and three, you kind of got a bargain. I mean, $8 million for someone like him is a steal you right know, now. It's right now in today's market. Yeah, yeah. And so if he's going to outdo what that $8 million is, are you going to be able to pay him? And if you're not, is it better now to, to maybe look, or maybe not even just now, up until the deadline, see where you're at? Now, the, the flip side is outside of, you know, your, your main three, he was your next productive player on that team. He he was pr- more productive than some of the, the 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 bigger names. Probably. I said this on the Scraby Show last night. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's uh, from six to seven p.m. here on this station. Is that similar <laughs> to the Scraby experience? Yes, sure, whatever you want, Chris. But I, I was uh, we were the chat brought this up too. But the guys who are getting paid the most money last year did not come through for them. I mean, that's old this story. year they have to come through for them. Of course, have to. I mean, that's no different than every other year, though. I mean, that is the result if the big dogs don't big dog. You know what I'm saying? I do love and that. They, and they ultimately, when you look at their numbers, they ultimately got to where they needed to, but you kind of need it kind of sustained throughout the, throughout the year. But that's not anything new. We, we kind of already knew that. All right, I'm being given the, the break signal, meaning we've gone too far. Let's uh, step away, take a break. When we come back, we may dabble a little bit more in this Padre uh, – Mailbag, but you know, Saturday's coming on quick, and that means NFL playoffs is right around the corner. Chris and I and Scraby will get into it when we return. More winning, Chris. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, welcome back. Gwen and Chris. 2.40 is the time. Chris Ello in Laramie, Wyoming today. And uh, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, together in the Odyssey Palace Studios. If you're just tuning in, big breaking news this hour. Nick Saban is going to retire from uh, coaching uh, at Alabama and everywhere else, apparently. Uh, I would imagine official 
word from Nick Saban will be uh, coming soon, next day or so. But uh, that's kind of the big deal we're talking about that just happened here just a little while ago. Of course, uh, you know, we're talking a little bit about Hassan Kim, whether or not the Padres should consider moving him if the right trade package comes along. And, of course, the Aztecs with a big win last night on the uh, brilliant play by Jay Powell with the uh, game-winning block shot as the Aztecs beat San Jose State to uh, improve their record to 14-2. and I saw a pretty funny tweet about that today, guys. Um, it said uh, San Diego State is now 14-2, and so it's time for them to fire Marty Schottenheimer. <laughs> I did see that tweet, too. <laughs> I, that was the, I saw that, yeah. That was the record Marty Schottenheimer had the year he was fired as head coach of the Chargers. So Marcus McNeil uh, said that when that happened, that was like a major blow to that locker room. Yeah, yeah well, it was a major Marty. blow to that organization. Yeah, they never recovered. You know, they never they they, they still, still haven't, haven't recovered. recovered. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, that was 17 years ago. And what have the Chargers done since then? Not a whole lot. Um, all right. Speaking of the NFL playoffs, are coming up this weekend. Thought we'd take a little closer look-see. Now, we'll have our picks a little later in the week. But first, we've got six wild-card playoff games. Here's my stat of the week, guys. And you can take it for what it's worth out there. Maybe you are a daily gambit-type person. This statistic may interest you. First-time quarterbacks in the wild-card playoffs have won only one-third of their games against the spread and even fewer outright victories for first-time quarterbacks. The first-time quarterbacks in this weekend's wild-card round are Tua Tonga-Vailoa of the Dolphins, Jordan Love of the Packers, Mason Rudolph of the Steelers, and C.J. Stroud of the Texans. I will tell you that all four teams that are quarterbacked by those guys are underdog this week. So tread carefully when making your predictions and or wagers. So something that's, to keep in the uh, back of your mind. I mean, I guess that's not all that surprising. You know, I don't there, think there, it is. There's a reason. It's why a whole I, different animal, yeah, man, when is. you get into the playoffs. It's a whole different animal. Um, we see teams just play at a high level and if you've never experienced it, I imagine for a, a quarterback in the playoffs, as fast as the game is going in the regular season, I, I bet it goes a couple steps faster in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure it does. I think, you know, I was reading, some people are saying, well, you know, Tua Tagovailoa and C.J. Stroud have both played a national championship and college football playoffs, so they'll be used to it. I don't think so, because yeah. that's still not the level of an it's NFL playoff same. game. And they don't have the same type of athletes running around that's chasing after him too by the way compared yep, to the, yeah. the national championship uh chris real quick uh chance on the chat is saying that uh, the he put down two hundred dollars on the dolphins to win the super bowl Ooh, this year how are you feeling about that not good not too good i appreciate your your support and i'm sure the dolphins do too but i don't see how you can feel too good about it the way they finished <laughs> up the season anyway but if that happens i'll be the i'll be as happy as you are I'll tell you that. All right, first game on the board, guys, is the Deshaun Watson Bowl. It is uh, the team that he doesn't play for now going up against the team he used to play for, the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud makes his first start in a playoff game. He faces veteran Joe Flacco, 
What a revelation he has been for the Browns, who are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. These two teams just met a few weeks ago in Houston, and Cleveland throttled them, beat them bad. So I don't know if that's a little revenge for Houston or if that's a uh, you know confidence booster for Cleveland. What do you think about these young Texans? I mean, they got a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback, Tony. Uh they do, and I'm very impressed. I, I love C.J. Stroud. We both do. Uh, however, unfortunately, he's got to go up against the best piece of the Cleveland Browns, and that's their defense, which is the number one defense in the, in football. So yeah, I, I think that, get, regardless of who's quarterbacking for the Browns, I think that defense in itself is going to give them a good opportunity to win, and I think those numbers get worse for first-year quarterbacks in the playoffs in terms of C.J. Stroud. Yeah, it's a Cleveland has been the forgotten team really in the AFC. I mean, everyone's talked about Miami over the year, and Buffalo's the hot team now, and Kansas City and Baltimore have been there all year, but nobody's mentioned Cleveland. They do have a win over San Francisco and Baltimore this year, so maybe you shouldn't forget completely about the Browns. Uh, second game Saturday. Many of you will not see this game. Because you will not be willing to plunk down five dollars and ninety nine cents to watch it on Peacock, yeah. Like I, like I had to do. Oh my goodness! I, I it'll be the. I, I need what? to bring up Mike Francesa. He went on some rant about this as well. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. And it's like Mike Francesa. Out of all people, you have plenty of money to get Peacock. It's okay. You could probably even get it for free. It's principle. But what we talked about last night is uh, a lot of people were telling me on the chat that they have Peacock included with their either their cable provider yes. or their cell phone pr- um, plan. So a lot, yeah, but a lot of people Peacock. don't have it, guys. Still, a lot of people don't have it. <laughs> There's no talking to Chris about this. He doesn't want to hear it. The fact of the matter is, it's like the NFL doesn't have enough money. They need another five ninety nine from me. It'll be the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Uh, I heard some, you know, some guys talking about this game today, saying this is the one they're looking forward to the most. Everybody's talking about Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City, and you know what kind of damage he might be able to inflict on the Chiefs. But two things, you know, for concern the hell out of me. One is Tua's first playoff game. He seems like a nervous quarterback anyway, Tony. So you put him in this situation, it could really be bad. And there's just no escaping Miami's injuries. I, I, yeah. I know people probably think I'm saying it as an excuse. It's just a fact. And when you've got six starters out on defense and potentially two more big weapons out on offense, because we don't know if Jalen Waddell or Mostert are going to play, that's a pretty tall task to ask him to go into Kansas City and win. Yeah, no, uh, listen, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. And I don't, it's not an excuse. I, I mean, it may come off as an excuse, but you're not winning in the National Football League if you don't have your best players. And it's, if you don't have your best players healthy, right. especially going up against a team that's been the, what, how many consecutive AFC championship games? For sure. Yeah, I, and I don't care that they're playing, they're not playing good football. These type of teams, when you get into these situations, they figure it out. And so, yeah, this isn't um, this isn't setting up well for the Dolphins, mainly because they're not healthy. Agreed, Tony. On Sunday, it'll be the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. They're calling this the William and Mary Bowl, and uh, that's uh, really a reach. But evidently, both coaches, Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott, went to William and Mary. Went to William and Mary. So that's what they came up with for this game. 
Uh, the Bills are red hot, but you know what? The Steelers are too. And Mike Tomlin's just done an amazing job. I think Buffalo's going to have to, you know, be on its game here. If they're not, Pittsburgh might try to run the ball and control the clock. If, That'll be their strategy anyway. If if Josh Allen turns the ball over, Pittsburgh's right? going to win this game. If he if he has like it's not even necessarily just Josh Allen. If the if the Bills don't take care of the football, I think that's really the only way the Steelers can beat the Bills in this game because I don't know that they have enough firepower now. That I could that that could change quickly, but um, I assume. Rudolph is going to get the start here, or is yep, it, are he's they, your guy? No, nope, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, so I, I, I think the Steelers are going to have to uh, take away the ball a couple uh, times. I may have missed it. Where is this game? It's in Buffalo. It's in Buffalo. Where it's in it'll Buffalo. be nice and warm. Yeah, I was going to say like the weather. Either is way, be a major, Steelers major ain't gonna, Steelers ain't going to be be worried about the weather. They both play in terrible weather. I mean, spots. it's going to be snowing on Saturday and twenty five and windy on Sunday. So these games are going to have major weather in. Yeah, but both teams, I agree with Tony. In this game, I don't think it's that big of a factor. Mike Tomlin, he'll want as much snow and muck and you know dirt. And that actually probably he helps get. Pittsburgh, honestly. Yeah, same for Miami on Saturday yeah. night. If they can keep it a low-scoring game, maybe they can get lucky at the end. Uh, second game on Sunday is two of the all-time great franchises in the NFL going head-to-head, the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. Both have 36 all-time playoff wins. That is the second most in NFL history. Cowboys, they've been unbeatable at home this year. And uh, I don't think they ever did lose a home game. Blew out almost everybody they played until that Detroit game. Green Bay, got to give credit to the rookie quarterback, Jordan Love. But is he ready for this kind of stage, Tony? Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't. I think... Scraby, what you guys? I think so. You think he's ready? (laughs) You think so, huh? I told Chris that this is the team that worries me the most. The team that Green Bay, the team that gets hot at the end of the year, plays some good football, and heads into the playoffs. Hot. I I don't know that they're that hot. They lost the what week before last. I gotta check their. I thought they won a bunch of games at the end. They won some games at the end, but they had a couple hiccups there at the end too. I, I don't know that they're as hot of a team. It's not like they're on like a six game burner here. They they uh. They won that last game. They had to win that last game. Out of their last four games, they won three. Yeah, they won so three in a row to close out the year. They lost to the Buccaneers, um, and then they lost on that Monday Night Football to the Giants. With the Giants beat the Eagles too. So, yeah. So that's, I'm just that's a little not, nervous that, yeah. about this team. I, to answer your question, Chris. I no, I don't think <coughs> this isn't this isn't the time where it's about to go down. And the Green yeah. Bay Packers, the Cowboys. Uh, you know, I'm reluctant to say this because they like to. They're much like the Chargers. They will. They will make you look crazy. But the Cowboys have been playing well. Dak Prescott, in particular, has figured out, I need to get the ball to C.D. Lamb as much as possible. And that's worked for him. They're throwing it around. Defense is playing well. They're a team that's dangerous. That's the team I think you should be scared of, Scrape. I, I would the be more Cowboys? scared of Dallas than Green Bay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, although Mike McCarthy, they're saying yeah. he'll get fired if they lose this game. <laughs> it's probably it's probably That's coming. what they're saying in and, Dallas. And, and if I'm not so. mistaken, I think... Because I, I heard some of the guys talking about it uh, on the NFL Live. I think their owner, Jerry Jones, has kind of like put that out there. Like, if he doesn't get it done, he's <laughs> out. Right. And, of course, Jerry does it before the actual playoff game. That's right. He wants to provide as much pressure as he <laughs> so can. So they have a career year for the team, but he's going to be out. He's going to be out. I mean, 
They, they, they do, do make some early exits Listen, in you, the playoffs. You know what you sign up for whenever you, you, you're dealing with the Cowboys. So, I mean, yeah. this, isn't, this isn't anything new. Yeah. Sunday night game is, uh, I think, the most uh, intriguing one of the, uh, the bunch. The Red Hot Rams and Matthew Stafford return to Detroit to take on Jared Goff and the Lions. Now, the Rams won eight of their last nine games, guys, and the only loss they had was in overtime at Baltimore. Wow. The Rams have quietly played some amazingly good football. They have. But on the other side, I just think the Lions yeah. have been one of the best teams in the league all, all year, year from the very yeah. first night when they beat Kansas City on yeah. the road right on through to that Dallas game that they should have won. Uh, so I, I don't know who to go with here. This is a tight game. This is this is probably the closest game for me in terms of in terms of who I like. I like yeah. I like Detroit. I'm obviously a Dan Campbell. Kneecap cannibal guy myself, but you got to respect the job that the Rams have done because they were an afterthought coming into the season. Nobody was really talking about them. They seem to still be in their Super Bowl hangover, um, but they have played, particularly Matt Stafford, has played some terrific football. Kyron Williams. They got a lot of good things going. Sean McVay, he, he did another he, good yeah. job. Uh, he did guys, a good job, and go ahead, Tony. Do you, do you guys remember when I made my prediction about the Lions because I angered at least one Lions fan out there? Well, yes, you said they would not win a playoff game, yeah, and Jared Goff would be their downfall. Yes, so you did. I'm going he to almost stand was, by but that. He, got, he got the ship right. I'm going to stand by that. Mm. You can stand by it in a, in a certain sense, uh, Scraby. The Lions have only won one playoff game since 1957. So that is <laughs> that is pretty remarkable. That is brutal. That is bad. That is brutal. All right, final game, and I think it's last and it's also least, is Philadelphia-Tampa Bay on Monday night. The Eagles stumble into the postseason. The Buccaneers got there because they're in a terrible division. It is Baker Mayfield going against Jalen Hurts, a couple of old Lincoln-Riley quarterbacks. The Eagles got to find their mojo, Tony, and I don't know where it went. Yeah, no, it's quite quite perplexing to see this team rolling the way they did and nosedive one in five to end the season um i still think they're better than the than tampa bay and they'll win that game but they still got a lot of things they gotta hope everybody gets healthy enough in time for this game yeah aj brown i haven't heard a lot about him this week scraby yeah. have you heard any updates no i read that they're still just they're not announcing anything which i don't know is a good thing this is, they get tight lipped around playoff time. Like I know they there's mandatory. You got to get this stuff out, but they not giving it up early. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Baker Mayfield. If he wins a couple more playoff games like he did in Cleveland a couple years ago, this could turn his fortunes yeah, around. You're right. You know, because he was at the bottom of the barrel, and uh, he's done a nice job bouncing back with Tampa Bay. All right, NFL playoffs this weekend. Our picks will come a little later in the week. When we come back, some Daily Gambit stuff for you. And uh, also Scott Miller in the next hour to talk more Hassan Kim and the Padres. It's Gwen and Chris on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.